Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. You know what it I made just me thought think of? of? Just like the the ball dropping. Yeah, the ball drop. What is what do you thing? call that? The ball dropping. No, but it's like rocking. Clark Clark's rocking New Year's. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. Also, what is the thing with the baby? What do you mean the baby? The naked like New Year's baby. What is that? I have no clue what you're talking about. Like a cupid or like no. there's always a thing of like who is the first baby born? No, this is not what I'm talking about. I'm just going I'm crazy. Googling it. I'm okay, Google. guys, happy new year. Happy New Year. As Samantha Googles this. Guys, this is our first episode of 2023. We are thrilled that you're still here. Baby New Year. Yeah, I don't know who Baby New Year is. That looks creepy. Maybe you should it, post a poll and see who knows. I mean, what is know, that? No, I was going to read it. Let me read the definition. Ooh, its hair is like coming down on its face. Okay, the Baby New Year is a personification of the start of the new year commonly seen in editorial cartoons. He symbolizes the birth of the next year and the passing of the prior year. In other words, a rebirth. Sounds Hindu or Buddhist or something. Okay. Yeah, that's really uh-huh. weird. So very weird. I've never heard of the baby new oh, baby. Anyways, I just always think that's so weird. But we'll we, post that. And if you know, make sure to say you understand mm-hmm. to make Samantha feel better. People if you know. don't know, people will know or at least have heard of it. You know. But we are excited to start off the new year. And you know, in typical New Year's fashion, we thought we should have a conversation about like new year, new you, goal setting, manifesting, vision casting, all the things. But we have we're coming, of course, with a hot take on all that. Yeah, hot take. It's really not that hot of a take. Yeah, I mean, so we wanted to have this conversation because it felt fitting. Obviously, probably all of you have had, we included, people have asked, you know, what are your New New Year's resolutions? What are you hoping for the new year? I don't feel like people ask that as much anymore. But it's on Instagram. It's like... Yeah, it's all I feel on like it's media. a very easy thing, like with maybe surface level types of True. conversations of like, oh, are you excited for the new year? Like, what mm-hmm. are you wanting to work on? Or mm-hmm. what are you hoping for this to be? So we kind of wanted to talk about it yeah. because we have a hot take mm-hmm. of it is like the fad. It's what everyone is wanting to talk about. It's like, yeah, new year, new you. Everyone comes into this new year, we're expecting something like major to change in our life of like this new thing for us to be like really great at waking up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym every single day, seven days a week, lose 50 pounds by, you know, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Dang, that would be so unhealthy. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're extreme. I think that's my whole point of like we all go into this new year and kind of like the thing is like we're making these giant goals not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but like we're probably not going to achieve because they're so unrealistic in like the weight or how large we're making them. Well, and that's become the joke of New Year's resolutions. Like New Year's resolutions necessarily is like the joke now. Like, oh, what's your New Year's resolution? And like people like, oh, my gym's so crowded the first few weeks. But then I think what we're seeing it brought into is this idea of like, what are you manifesting for the new year? What the heck is no, I know what it is, but like I am literally seeing it everywhere. Vision casting. Like, what is your vision that you're casting for 2023? And if I literally saw something the other day, it was like, if you haven't casted your vision for 2023 for your business, you're behind on this. Get vision casting today. Like, take my vision casting course. And like, 
all of these things, there's some really good things in that, some wholesome things. Like it's not wrong if you want to set a goal for your business or your personal life or your marriage or your kids or whatever in the new year. But I feel like our culture, once again, typical us like these days, we just worship these things that like we can control. Well, it makes me laugh. I'm sitting here looking at Samantha because it's not an area that I think we're like totally on different pages about. But obviously, if you guys have listened to our podcast, you know me and a large part of my personality as an achiever and just goal oriented. I work fully outside of the home. So I have a lot of goals and measurements that I am graded on for like my success in my job or I used to be in sales. And so that's really how I am kind of built and made to like really crave and desire to reach goals and like set them. So like vision casting for me, I have been a part of many vision casting. And honestly, like that in itself, like really excites me. And then I think where I'm challenged in my relationship with Christ and like in my understanding of who he has made me to be is like, no, there is a way that I in unhealthy way cling to. I can make that happen. I will make it happen if I set my mind towards that, I will achieve versus saying also like, no, I'm a faulty human. I have issues myself. My expectations are not going to be exactly what happens. And like God's in control and he's actually going to be the one to like make all those things happen. So like I personally sit right there in the middle And it's a hard balance to achieve, I think. Well, and there's two things that come to mind for me. Well, I guess three that I need to talk through. So first of all, I'm more the like anti-goal. Like I don't really ever have a resolution, but I do love a fresh start and a season changing. So if anything, I think we can say like, it's nice when you have a clean slate. But for me, it's always been more about like what habits are habits that are already in my life that I know work really well for me that I've maybe slipped on. And especially around the holidays, like it's easy to get out of routines, whether that's like surface level with my eating habits or it's more in depth with like I've been so busy and haven't been prioritizing time with God or whatever. Like I kind of can view New Year's as that clean slate. But then I was going to say the thing about goals that's so funny to me is like the second that you meet a goal it's like, well, there's another higher one set. And I know this from like, I guess, just like my husband is in a like goal driven We may be the same person. Literally. And it's more just like, well, you're never going to achieve anything because like the second the goal's hit, it's like onto the next, onto the next. And so I think I've seen in certain people or personalities where like the idea of goal setting, it's like, well, it's really never enough. It's like, and it's just this way I think that we can continue to control our life of like, well, I want this outcome. So like, I'm going to make it happen, like you were saying, Christian, by X, Y, and Z. Another thing I think I want to mention and get in, we'll get more into this is like, as Christians, we kind of get in our head that we have to have these like monumental times of change. Whereas I really think the whole point of the gospel is like dropping everything in that moment, coming to God is who you are, where you are, and saying, like, I'm ready to change this in my life, or God, like, will you step into this and change? And so sometimes just the idea of, like, New Year's just annoys me, honestly. And like a lot of things in the Christian life, I think we would be silly to say that most of us as Christians, we want to live lives that are impactful. And for a lot of us, we think that that impact needs to look big and flashy and have an awesome platform and look really trendy and people really need to like what we put out. So, like, I think all of those things, it's a really easy, tempting thing to be like, I want to live in a big way for God this year. And maybe actually God's calling you to actually just be faithful in like really mundane, normal things like serving your family well 
or being able to like organize your schedule in a way that you can drop things and go pray with a friend who's really going through a hard time or and like I'm saying this to you guys I mean not really cringing but partly being like oh gosh Christian like do you actually really believe that for yourself because I think again like we're saying the new year's a fun time too have a clean slate and to be able to or say like— Or reevaluate things in your life that aren't working yeah, well. And yeah, and reevaluating is a great thing. But also in that evaluating, are we saying, oh, yeah, I want to be all, I want to do all, I want to achieve all, and I think I'm going to do that by myself. I think it brings me back to like, where is my dependency? Do I literally truly think that I am kind of like what you said in a silly way, but like manifesting this on my own? Like, am I going to make all this happen? No, like I want and I need to be a person who pushes that back to God and say like, God, what do you have for me this year? Where do you want to push me? Where do you want to change me? Where do you want to grow me? And then make decisions off of that because we can make wise decisions when we abide in him. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like all these people that are big on vision casting and manifesting and goal setting, it's like, are you seeking God and what he wants your goals for the new year to be? Or are you coming up with these things? And I get it. Some things are really surface level. Like, And I don't think like wanting to clean up your eating or this or that can be bad. But I think we just kind of put all this talk, like honestly, research has shown like people don't follow through with these things because it's like, it's so unattainable to kind of set these big giant goals and then to go from one way you're living life to overnight, January 1st, like start this new way of living. And I definitely think it's more sustainable to think through like, no, what are like changes I know I need to make for myself? And then what are those small little daily changes I can make to build up to that greater change? And I think if anything, this year and multiple seasons in my past have taught me like, you really don't know what the year is going to bring. You don't know what the day is going to bring. And so sometimes for me, when I get my heart set on the way that certain things are going to happen, and then most of the time in our life, God brings in complete opposite plans. Sometimes I think we can just set ourselves up for failure versus like walking into the year, like you were saying, Christian, of like, God, whatever you have for me this year, I don't need to maybe set big goals for myself. But what I am going to say is like, I'm going to commit to living for you, spending daily time with you. And wherever that takes me, I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you guys listened at all to our episode, it was a bonus episode, came out in the fall with Ruth Cho Simons. And we interviewed her actually about a book that she put out for Advent. And again, going back to this, like for the new year, I think we all crave the gospel in itself is a gospel of transformation and transformed hearts that God transforms our hearts and mind to know and love Him more and bring glory to Him and how we live. And one of the chapters, I wanted to bring this today because I wanted to read a little bit out of it. Because again, we're not saying that craving this transformation or this change in an area of our life is wrong, but it's how are we viewing this? And one of the days that I was reading is titled A Transformed Life. And so it really just kind of captured me even as we go into the new year. And so I just wanted to read this little bit. It says, change can happen and will happen right where you are when you abide in Christ. To abide means to dwell with him as he dwells in you. Change happens when we imitate Christ. And you know what? He is our perfect example. The fruit of redemption is not a better set of circumstances or an improved outlook. It is a changed life. This is God's promise of redemption. When we become recipients of this promise, we are not only transformed in our true identities, we are given an entirely new eternal family to belong to. And I just thought in that, I mean, I know it sounds so cheesy, but I'm like, no, if I actually could understand that like God has a promise for me that he's already made in me, then like I don't need to work so hard on achieving all these things if that's at the new year or if that's at any time. But going back to even our Fruit of the Spirit series that we did, like my only job is to abide in him. 
And so therefore, I can move forward in making plans and making changes in my life that will ultimately glorify him if that's in how I eat or how I spend my time or how I'm reading my Bible and setting my day up for success. Like all of those things are awesome, but it only comes when we're spending time with him and we only have the knowledge to do so when we're spending time with him. Yeah. And going back to something I like, um, like not somewhere, but I like what I said a few minutes ago when I said something like, it's a really great time to reflect. Like a few minutes ago, we recorded our recap of 2022. And it's just always amazing to me when you can look back. I mean, I think a theme that God has been teaching me this year, I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast and in personal relationships, is just how important remembrance is. And because when we're able to look back on things God has done in our life and see His faithfulness, we're able to kind of, that propels us into having hope for the future. And so, reflecting is amazing. Like use that time. I always love to use that time between like Christmas and New Year's, like reevaluating my life. Where am I at? Where are things going? But that can also direct the way I'm setting quote unquote goals or like looking ahead to the future of like, I'm not necessarily listing out tangible goals, but I'm using this time to change course a tiny bit if I need to, or just to remind me. And then I think throughout the year, there's different things that bring about, maybe it's a birthday as we all get older. Maybe it's a child's birthday or an anniversary. Like Justin and I kind of do like a if you want to call it vision casting, we've never called it that. We've just always like reflected on our years of marriage and then looked ahead in a year, five years and 10 years down the road and what we want for our marriage and these goals. And so like, again, I'm not saying goals are wrong, but I think it's time to kind of just like evaluate and redirect. And I love, this is kind of a verse that everyone knows, but I love like what comes after it too. So in Jeremiah 29, it says, 29, 11, It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then verse 12, which most people don't continue on to, says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and you will find me. When you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I've driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. So he's talking about his people when they were in exile. He's kind of like going back to the Old Testament. But I think that's good to remember of like, we have all these plans for our life. And that's not wrong. I do think God imprints like dreams and hopes and desires on our heart. But I just think we're way too comfortable as a culture to say, I can literally do anything I want and I can be the one to achieve it if I just set my mind to it. And I'm willing to do whatever, push down whoever, destroy my life, honestly, in the path to get to these goals. Mm -hmm. I love that, too. I mean, just going back to the verse, I'm like pulling it up myself because I think that's just amazing. You think about in a cheesy way, I'm like a vision person or like I'm a visual learner and thinker. And so when you even think about a declaration, like a declaration is a proclamation or like a literally like you think of someone declaring, I think of someone shouting and he's saying like, no, I'm declaring your like plan for your life. Like I know that. I mean, you reread it and said it in the way of like, no, he has the plan. He knows it. All we have to do is come to him. And I just love that because like how often is people Again, not, I don't think our intent is necessarily wrong, but I think we're called to like really evaluate our intent of like, am I setting these goals? Am I setting these achievements so other people think better of me or so that I look better or so that 
I achieve more and I can make more money so I can buy this bigger, I don't know. So like, that I mean, my life do, is more comfortable and easy? Yeah, like you could say all of these things. And again, I don't think those things are wrong. It's such, you know, we're talking in the gray here, which like we love covering these topics because they are all gray and that's why we talk Let's about them. the podcast. But I think it's, yeah. Life in is the gray. gray. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think that's so good because it's so good for me to remember. It takes me back to, again, being such an achieving person and a person who I like work in operations. It's literally what my livelihood comes from. And so I think it's so interesting. A lot of verses that I'm comforted in is to remind myself specifically in numbers. You know, God's talking to Moses and giving him directions for like how to line up the people to walk through the desert, essentially. And I remembered reading those verses and they're so honestly transforming in my mind because God is a God of details. Like we don't serve a God who doesn't care about what we think or how we feel or things that like he put on our hearts as dreams and desires. He cares about those things. He knows those things. He even knows like the ugly parts that we don't want to say out loud, but like he already knows them anyways. And I just love that in these chapters, like early on in Numbers, he is describing to Moses, like literally line them up this way. Do this. Here are the plans. Follow these plans. You look at all of the Old Testament when they're like building temples. Like there are so many plans for like, put the blood here, wipe the gold here. I mean, he's like a God of plans. It's not that he's just like, uh, go to the wind, mm-hmm. go about your life, be aloof. Be a drifter. You know, yep. just like, yeah, follow my callings when I give them like, no, he's saying like, I have plans. I actually have really clear plans with like, you think of like, you know, like in business world, they say like, make a smart goal. It's like specific, measurable. Oh, they say all of these things. And I'm like, I've heard of no, the like, specific, measurable and achievable or something. Yeah, attainable. Attainable, yeah. What's realistic and timely. I don't know. You know, so they talk about that, but I'm like, no, but God is a God who does that. Like, he has smart goals for his people because he, like, knows where people who can get scatterbrained. So, like, in no way are we saying that it's a bad thing to go about a goal and saying, hey, how to achieve this big goal, I need to whittle it down to daily, I'm going to do this, to achieve this big goal of losing 50 pounds so that I can run around with my kids better. Like, that's not a bad thing. No, that's awesome. But if awesome. you think you're going to just do that on your own accord, and if you're not seeking wisdom in those things, then like, why are we doing this? And why are we really thinking? And it's not the only time to do so. We can enter into this relationship with Jesus and grow more to be like him all year round. Yeah. I mean, I think that is so true. Like for some people having a really practical, tangible goal is like needed. And I think you just have to evaluate your circumstance. Obviously, again, we're talking in the gray where it's hard. But yeah, I just think in general, we have idolized this idea that we have some sense of control over. I mean, just to speak to manifesting, I heard on a podcast the other day that was not a Christian podcast, them talking about doing their manifesting boards where like, I guess a lot of people do this. Like, you, I shouldn't laugh, but that just like sounds silly. It sounds like something that if I didn't know Jesus, I would be all about. And so would you. We'd be like sitting together doing it. Like they get a poster board and they get magazines and they literally cut out like pictures. And this one person, they've done this. It's two friends and they're also co-host of a podcast. You know what I'm talking about, but you, I don't know if you, it's coming to your mind. They do this every year. And like one year she was like joking because to them it's manifesting. So like if you speak it, it's going to happen. If you, you know, and if I'll just say, if you believe that right now, like let's talk, let's come talk. Because I do think that is actually seeped into Christian culture with like prosperity gospel stuff. Like all I have to do is say this out loud and it's going to be true. But anyway, they were like reflecting on their little like poster boards from the year before. And it was something had to do with like traveling. And she wanted to travel to this specific place. It was like this really cool cabin in Vermont. Well, she like unknowingly happened to accidentally book this cabin in Vermont that was the exact same picture of an Airbnb that she had cut off that was like featured in a magazine. And like she didn't realize it until months later. And to her, that was like literally her manifestation coming true. 
And I just think whatever it is, coincidence, if you believe that it was that, it's just so funny because like we truly believe, guys, that we can cut out pictures of a magazine and freaking glue them to a poster board and then that's going to be our life. Well, and that's what I mean, we're laughing about it, but I don't want it to be rude that we're no, laughing about that I because think that's I tend what to like, do that. Yeah, but like people really do believe that. And I'm like, how silly of us, of people. Like it just takes me back to like, I find so much freedom in being a follower of Christ, knowing that like God has already like planned my life. He knows the details of my life, that he cares about those details. And he's put desires and ways of thinking differently than other people in my mind. Like, he created how I think and how I work. Now, does sin, like, intertwine in that, too? So I'm going to be a broken person. And, like, I just want to be a person that when those, like, cool things happen or when I achieve great things at work or when I can, like, you know, be mobile, like, I'm going back to the workout thing because I feel like that's relatable. But I'm like, when I achieve those things, I want to be someone who pushes that praise back to God. Like, God, like, you are the only one who has control in these things. God, you, you are have the, the glory one. for my six pack. <laughs> I mean, if I had a six pack, maybe. <laughs> Shut up. That just would be kidding. so weird. No, but like, I think we're just short. I'm saying this for myself. We are not quick to give God the glory in the places that, like, He's doing the work. And so, again, like, all of these things are awesome, all these things are good. But, like, really, where are you putting the credit and where are you leaning for the wisdom to, like, be making those goals in the first place? So maybe you need to be the girly this year that instead of—oh, we forgot to mention this. What's your word for the year? Like, instead of coming up with your word, instead of setting your goals, clipping the magazines onto your poster board, you say— Lord, my goal for the new year is to follow you obediently because sometimes we can be really good at doing all the things that, again, serve and comfort us. But what's your time with God looked like this year? How have you been obedient to hard things He's pushing you into? How have you said no to relationships or hard situations that you just really don't feel comfortable walking into, but you know God's kind of pushing you there? Those are the kind of things that I would challenge you to be thinking through in the next, you know, the end of this year as we walk into this, well, I guess now when this comes out, like it's in the new year. Like those are the kind of things that you should challenge yourself to think through. And maybe focus a little bit less on the goals that you know in two weeks are going to be forgotten. And again, not being bound by thinking that it has to be now. That maybe when you listen to this and something's tugging at your heart or mind, maybe it's just sitting in it for a few weeks. Maybe it is just praying and being really open-handed with God. Like, what do you have for me? Who do you want me to see that maybe I'm not seeing right now? How do you want me to change in an area that like, I'm kind of permissing some sin in my life that is really not okay. And so in this way, like, I hope that we are all challenged this year and beyond that God's never waiting for us just for a time for the new year to come to him. He's waiting at all times. He is ready. And he just is waiting and wanting his children to come running to him. And so I hope that you feel freedom in that, that it's not bound to this season or this time, but you can start that change and pray for that change at any time. Preach. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Bye.